1: on in to another episode of nascar coast to coast presented by flow racing already into the month of october more championships getting settled each and every week as we wrap up the 2022 season can't believe it i don't know where the heck time went but it's certainly going by fast that means we're having fun though right my name is chris wilner in the concord north carolina studios at the home of the motor racing network kyle Ricky. Probably bored at this point. Stafford Motor Speedway is done. So Kyle, I don't know how the heck you're going to keep busy for the next couple of weeks, but I'm sure you're enjoying some time off up there in New England.
2: We had a great championship night uh, this past Friday night at Stafford Motor Speedway. And now um, we will create content all offseason. Um we go into race shops throughout the the region uh, from all the drivers that finished in the top five in all five of our divisions, and uh, getting some fun interviews for uh, the off season and for next year. So we'll stay busy; just won't be you know with cars on the racetrack.
1: Okay, fair. At least you're working, so it's good. You're not just you know putting your feet up and. Doing nothing, so I'm glad Problem. you're at least doing something. So awesome. Looking forward to catching up on all the content from Stafford. I know you guys do a lot of great work. We've got a great show for you guys coming up. Uh, Cole Moore, big first-time winner in the uh, NASCAR NASCAR ARCA uh, West Series here this year. Picked up the big win at his home track at All-American. He's coming up next on the flip side of the break. We're going to talk to him about his season. Obviously, the huge emotional win that happened on Saturday night and maybe what's to come for the rest of the 2022 and beyond but first kyle we've always liked to do our coast to coast top seven winners of the week it gets harder now that we get to this point of the season as fewer and fewer races are going on but we still had a good chunk of racing all across the flow racing platform and beyond of course in nascar roots racing and i'll let you start with number one and i have a feeling it's gonna be the guy we're gonna to talk to here in a minute but uh, who's your number one winner of the week my number
2: one winner of the week is a driver by the name of cole moore who picked up his first arkin series west win uh, this past week, uh, held off Jake Drew during a wild event at All American Speedway. You mentioned it, his home racetrack where he's won so many races and a former track champion. Uh, the 100th win for Bill McAnally Racing, who promoted the event. We'll talk more about him in a bit, but um, fantastic event, uh, wild race, uh, got underway with a lot of uh, cautions, uh, a couple red flags there. But uh, you, know, you kind of expect that when you have a big field of cars. I believe there were 24, 25 cars on. Uh, A tiny bullring racetrack like All-American. But congratulations to Cole getting win number one in his 18th ARCA West Series start.
1: Yes, and they still have a couple races to go. Las Vegas Bullring as well as Phoenix, a part of Championship Weekend. All right, our Coast to Coast Top 7, my number two. I'm going to go with the other ARCA Series, the penultimate for the ARCA Menards National Series schedule. And shocker, Sammy Smith wins again, his fifth win, and he led all 200 laps in a dominating effort of the Hurst Snacks 200 out at Salem, Indiana Speedway, one of the coolest short tracks out here in the Midwest. Again, Uh, backed up his ARCA East Championship with the win at Bristol, with this win at Salem on the national level. Jesse Love, who this was the racetrack he got his first career ARCA win at, uh, finished second in this race two seconds back. But, of course, everybody's talking about the championship. And Daniel Dye was able to capitalize. Nick Sanchez finishing uh, down in the sixth spot. Uh, I believe it's now down to two points. So Daniel Dye made the most of it finishing in the third spot. Oh, five points, sorry. Uh, Five points.
2: Yeah, five
1: points. Yeah, five points. Okay, either way, uh, it's he's he's there. And so it's going to come down to Toledo uh, coming up for the championship here. And that's Arca's back, uh, back, really backyard, really where Arca is yep. located. So uh, really cool that we're not going to settle it at Kansas like we have in the years past. And certainly all eyes are going to be on that. But congratulations to Sammy uh, putting down his foot as pretty much the dominant card the second half of the season in the Arca series. So, all right, Kyle, who's your number three of the week?
2: My Christop- uh, my number three is Christopher Pelkey, uh, winner of the Milk Bowl at Thunder yeah. Road uh, on Sunday, uh, led in the amount of points. It was a weird format, uh, 350 lap segments. Where you finished was the amount of points that you got. So over the three segments, he had the least amount of points, 21. And that was just one point better than Jimmy uh, Herbert's 22 point total. So, uh, he picked up a win a 17th because they did a full field invert and then a third in the final stage. So we got got thir- 21 points total and I was able to pick up the milk bowl win. Not sure if I'm a fan of that format, but it was fun to watch over the course of the day on Sunday from Barry Vermont.
1: Yeah, it's certainly unique for sure. And I think the coolest part is, is you get to kiss a cow. You do. I mean, you know, in the Rattler, you got the Rattlesnake, which is a yeah. little too much for me. I feel like the That's cows true. are a little bit more friendlier, uh, but pretty cool as part of the Milk Bowl, obviously. Awesome to see him get the win. Ryan Coon won that pass race on Friday. So uh, lots of action at Barry, Barry Vermont this past weekend. Uh, Coast Coast top seven, number four. I'm going to go with Austin Nason, who won his second. Uh, National Short Track Championship event at the Rockford, Illinois Speedway. Haven't talked much about some of that Midwestern racing up, especially in the Rockford area, uh, but he had six top five runs coming into now going back to back. Uh, the first really since Alex Prutney in 2017, who had more than one win on the National Short Track Championship schedule. So big deal out in the Midwest. Congratulations to Austin Nason. Only four other drivers have more than one win in a season in that series. So nice uh, little added stat to add to his resume all right kyle we're down to number five who do you got
2: i'm gonna throw you a curveball because Ooh, i like throwing these at you you hit, yes. you didn't like the one a couple weeks ago no i, I didn't but
1: let, let's see what you got this time i'm gonna throw in the ids
2: real estate group what? ids recent ids recently acquired the 63 acre property of irwindale speedway and drag strip and they are intended to keep it a racetrack. We've talked about Irwindale on this show for years and about how it might be the last season and it's gonna turn into a shopping mall, but then the, the soil doesn't meet the, the standards to convert it into a commercial facility or, or shopping facility. So um, IBS bought the racetrack, I believe a week and a half ago, um, or at least the property that it sits on, and it's going to remain a racetrack for not one, but for multiple years to come. One of the great short tracks in this country Probably the the raciest racetrack on the West Coast under the NASCAR sanction, so um, good for them. And uh, look forward to talking about Irwindale for years to come.
1: Okay, I like that curveball. You you threw me for okay. a second when you said IBS Group, but now that all makes sense. And I'm actually glad you said that too because. Of course, social media, you know, there's quick people to, to make comments and things. I think a lot of misconception was around that the new ownership group was going to demolish it and put in some sort of shopping or real yeah. estate or something. And so uh, do your research, folks, before you post on Twitter, because that is certainly now not the case, that they've come out and said it will be operations as normal uh, for the future. And uh, certainly that's bet, you know the greatest news ever for short track racing fans, especially those Out on the West Coast, love Irwindale, Uh, been to many turkey nights with the open-wheel midgets, but of course love the short track racing on the late model side and when ARCA comes to town. All right, uh, number six, I'm going to go with the Modifieds of Mayhem and Augie Grill out at Montgomery Motor Speedway, keeping it now down in the southern part of the region. Three straight runner-up finishes uh, coming into the event, and Modifieds of Mayhem, they just get after it. It is just tons of fun to watch these mods go after it. Uh, and the championship is down to the wire. I think Augie uh, isn't quite in the championship con- uh, c- competition, I guess. I guess he's third up, moved up to third in points, but significant of the ways back but that's uh, coming up november 5th at montgomery so they're going to wrap up at montgomery where augie grill captured another win with the modifieds of mayhem all right kyle let's wrap up who is number seven this week we had, mo- we had
2: modified of mayhem at stafford this weekend uh,
0: ah.
2: two full fields and two caution-free modified races but that's not my number seven we'll move <laughs> on uh Bill Engel is my number seven. He swept the twin super late model features at the Tucson Speedway in Tucson, Arizona. We talked a little bit about it last week. They're bad to the bone night. Uh, Engel currently sits second in the super late model standings to Dylan Jones, who we've talked about on the show in, in the past, uh, heading into their final weekend, October 26th through the 29th there at Tucson Speedway. So a couple of uh, big wins for uh, Bill this uh, this past Saturday night as they begin to wrap up their season, as do most short tracks across the country.
1: Awesome. Well, there's your Coast to Coast top seven for this week. Of course, we have our shout outs, our honorable mentions. Uh, I'm going to go with Matty D, Matt Benedetto, picking up his long-awaited NASCAR National Series win. On. It's on the Cup side. Obviously, we remember the heartbreak of Bristol a couple years ago. But picking up the truck win out at Talladega in dramatic fashion. Had to come down to a replay review as he was, what, a fingernail in front of Ben Rhodes, supposedly at the – caution flag after uh you know basically taking the white flag so interesting way that that race ended Uh, of course you could have heard that coverage on the motor racing network and what a call by our colleagues out there because it was just absolute mayhem as it typically is Out at Talladega, but uh, pretty cool for Matt to finally get one uh, done. I know it's been a long couple years, especially now, you know, being a truck series competitor full time. uh, He is coming back next year with Rackley Wars. So pretty cool for him toward the end of the year to get his first win. I also have the NASCAR Advance Auto Parts Weekly Series champions that were awarded this week for divisions two through five. So we talked about Lane Riggs getting it done. Uh, several days after the fact, a couple shows ago, but Tim DeVos captured the Division 3, or excuse me, Division 2 championship on the national level. Austin Paul, Division 3, Luke Ramsey, Division 4, and Jacob Brown, Division 5. So congratulations to our weekly national champions in those divisions. Kyle, do you have a shout out this week?
2: Yeah, hey, we've had Tim DeVos on the show before. Yep. Uh kills it at the Berlin Raceway almost every week. So congratulations yes. to all of our Uh, Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Champions. Uh, Gentlemen, my shout-out is the gentleman we talked about a bit ago, Bill McAnally. Uh, We hope to get him on the show here in a couple of weeks. Promoted the race at uh, All-American this past Saturday night. A spectacular crowd. The pre-race was amazing. Um, great car count. Good show. Well done. In fact, he hosted the pre-race show. It's very rare you see the promoter on the mic down there conducting everything uh, that's happening while getting people into the facility and and making sure you know everything's working. So congratulations to Bill. Uh, not only getting the win as a car owner, his 100th. Um, but which makes that night all the more special, but also promoting a spectacular event as he usually does many times a year down there for the, uh, the and Art series, West teams.
1: For sure. Yeah. You don't think Arca West without thinking Bill McAnally. That's for sure. A stalwart of the series and of short track racing out West uh, for decades. All right. Well, before we get to Cole Moore, who's on the line coming up next on NASCAR coast to coast presented by flow racing, uh, heavy hearts for those of us, and you don't even have to be a Dirt Late Model fan to know the name Rick Eshelman. Uh, Rick passed away, Sally, this past week. The longtime World of Outlaws Dirt Late Model Series announcer has a 40-year career that spans hundreds and hundreds of races. He's impacted so many lives, uh, including many that you know are racing in the NASCAR National Series. Here today, And he was unique for having uh, a unique way of, of making notes. I think he still goes old school or went old school with the note cards, which I thought was really cool, especially in today's technology age, that he made things a lot personable. And I think he touched a lot of people both in the sport and both in, in broadcasting as well as somebody I looked up to uh, when I began my announcing career. So he was an Air Force veteran uh, who served our country with pride and made that known in his announcing efforts too, making sure to shout out servicemen and women at each and every race. Rick Alshiman, 61 years old, he will be missed. All right, coming up next, Cole Moore on the flip side of the break here
0: on NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing. Flow Racing is the ultimate digital home track. For race fans everywhere, subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. Flow Racing is something for everyone. Well, what we know. Sprint cars are there. NASCAR Weekly Racing Series, Drag Racing, Off-Road, and much, much more. Learn more at flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN.
1: Now via zoom is the big winner out at all American speedway here this past weekend for the ARCA West series, his first career win. It is Cole Moore. Cole, first off, congratulations. Uh, What is that a salamander or lizard in your background? What do you got going on over there?
3: That's a chameleon. That's my personal brand. Um, I kind of just been branding everything with it for the last few years. So, you know, if you see that, you know, it's me. I like it. You kind of blend in with your surroundings, right? Exactly. Yeah. You got to be able to adapt, you know,
1: I like it.
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, well, okay. So let's talk more about that before we talk about the race. Cause now I'm interested. How did you come <laughs> up with those salamander theme?
3: Well, it's yeah. It's it, so the chameleon is um, it's just kind of representation of me. I, I have a diverse background with where I come from. Um, you know, I went to college um, I'm big into business with what I do I race I used to race motocross so I have a lot of different um you know avenues where I come from so and I'm a Gemini if you guys are into into that kind of stuff, oh wow yeah yeah so I just I was like what could I what could be my my brand my logo like chameleon just went with it Chris have you ever seen a chameleon
1: I haven't in person. Uh big fan of the Discovery Channel when I was growing up. So I used to watch all that kind of stuff. And I like I like the, the, the correlation between kind of what you have going on and the whole chameleon thing because I think it's really cool. And that kind of brings me to kind of the next part of it. Like you're a business student, right? Like you understand how the business of motorsports works. How important is it for you, especially in this ever evolving world that you know you need to be have this skill set and that skill set to kind of have a well-rounded background like you said you, you know you've been a part of motocross and hundreds of other things but uh, how big is it to be kind of a well-rounded person especially on the business side too when you're trying to get your career started
3: Yeah, you just have to stay mindful of it. You know, there's a there's a bigger picture going on with everything you're doing. Um you know, whether it's just being mindful of the sponsors, the fans, um The things that really make the sport go around you got to be a good race car driver obviously um but there are so many things but i enjoy it it's just it takes a lot of preparation going into the races for me um mind body all of it you just got to be you got to be ready
2: let's talk about the race on saturday night it was a wild one uh 10 caution flags two red flags a lot of time to sit and think about things Uh, during those moments but uh, how big was this win for you your first in the series and the 100th for BMR and Bill McAnally
3: seriously so big I mean the race itself was wild I actually felt pretty calm the whole time I was confident you know Um, but I've had I've had a lot of heartbreak this year with just being fast and not winning Um, so I just tried to keep stay grounded you know through the whole race and there at the end Jake actually passed me with like 25 to go um I was giving him the bottom every restart because I just felt I was strong on that top I could get a good run off of two and um came down and we were able to get him back and just brought that thing home it was it was one heck of a race
1: You were a track champion there in what, 2020 in the late models. So how much experience, because I mean, this is literally in your backyard, right? Like you've got thousands of laps around All-American Speedway. So when it came down to those final restarts with Jake right behind you, obviously you're starting, I'm sure at some point thinking about like, holy cow, you're in position to win this thing. How much does that experience of just all the laps you've had around there, knowing what the track does kind of help you out at the end?
3: It it was huge. I mean, I would say it truly did give me the, the win because... Um, just the amount of times I've gone there and tested the the different cars I've ran. Um, there's a line I run one and two and no one, no one really does it, um, but it works. It's just the top. It's got grip um, and you just slingshot off a of two and you're able to, to save tire. You don't, you, you're not spinning tire off the corner. You come off the bottom there and you're, and you it just uses your stuff up quickly. So um, I just stuck to my game plan and like you said, I, it was it was crazy to have all my friends and family there. Um, we were really running around town all week on on the news, going to the local high schools, and um, it was like a dream come true.
2: Let's true. talk more about that, because the pre-race ceremonies were unbelievable. I mean, what Bill, because Bill McAnally promoted the event – um an incredible event uh from at least where i was sitting here on the east coast a few thousand miles away how about from where you were not just that night but like you mentioned all the lead up to it because it paid off because the place was full on saturday
3: there were so many people i mean they had a live band going before you know the place was roaring it's like a coliseum out there when he stacks all the people in um so the energy was high going into the race um you could hear the crowd literally from in the car. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you know, it's always fun too, to race in front of a packed crowd. It makes it, it makes it a different experience.
1: Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And then to make it more special, right. Your father, John was in the field. Uh, First of all, he's got to have a big influence on your career kind of getting started, but did that make the win on Saturday night that much more special knowing that like he was there competing with you, you know, and kind of basically like, this is now a changing of the guard. Like you, you're you're on the top of the mountain here, and to have him in the field, how special was that?
3: It was super special, and we we have a really fun rivalry within you know within the family. Um, on TV, we were squaring off like we were going doing a UFC <laughs> fight, you
1: know, like the weigh-ins, uh, like where you just look head to head. Yeah,
3: nice. He, and he's so competitive, you know. He I know he he felt going into the race like everyone else. He's like I'm winning this thing, you know. So um to have him in the race was amazing you know it just makes the story that much better um i know he's he's a little salty this week he wanted to be the one (laughs) getting the win but um no it's
0: cool
2: mentioned a little bit ago that all the cautions i mean started on lap one i believe and you guys are under a red flag within the first five laps uh how difficult is that to find a rhythm i mean i guess we're kind of used to it at these bullring short tracks but you know especially at all american uh tough to spring together laps on saturday
3: it was yeah and especially sitting there you know it gets hot the heat starts getting to you um but yeah, I was able to, when my tires cooled off, it didn't, it didn't affect my handling of my car. Um, If anything, it kind of helped. So I was just, it just gave me a little bit more time to kind of plan out my, my attack on the restarts and what I was going to do, where I was going to go. So it it all worked out for me.
1: You mentioned the buildup to this race. What were the 24 48 hours like afterwards I mean how many text messages did you have who reached out to you I mean were there any competitors that kind of reached out to you because obviously a first win is so special but to do it kind of at your stomping ground your home track had to have been uh, pretty popular with amongst all the fans out there in the west coast
3: it, it was it was it was overwhelming I mean um, in the best way. Uh I had, you know, a lot of people I grew up racing with, Noah Graxton, Todd Gillen, um, their their dads, you know, David Gillen, um, a lot of the past uh BMR drivers like Chris Eggleston, um, Eric Holmes, just everyone's so happy for me. They know how hard I work, you know. I really do. I outside of the track, I I train really hard just to be prepared for these races. And um it's been it's been truly overwhelming in the best way just to see everyone so happy for me.
2: Some former series champions on that list yeah. that you just named off as well. So uh, some some great names too. Some great uh, represent re- representatives of the sport. Let's talk about the last four races for you. It seems like you guys have really hit your stride. Top four finishes. You know, once you got past that Portland Sonoma uh, run in the mid mid season, you guys have really hit on some things.
3: For sure. Yeah. With Like you said, the Portland Sonoma, it was 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 a bummer to um, struggle in the rain out there and then um, kind of get wrecked out late in the race at Sonoma. But we've we found our stride. Um, you know, I think we should have won Evergreen. I think we should have won the, the second Portland race, but it's racing. You know, that's just kind of how, how the season went. Um, but with Vegas coming up, I'm strong at Vegas. I've raced super late models there a bunch of times at the Bullring and uh phoenix you know i'm getting more and more comfortable on the mile and um going faster so i'm you know you never know we still we're still mathematically you know could could pull off a championship if the six you know he's had a flawless year but um he maybe he's due for some bad luck you never know
1: i was about to ask you too like with those with the bullring coming up and obviously phoenix to end the year how confident are you in those racetracks because it seems like you know, especially when we get to Phoenix, obviously you'll get some crossover with some other drivers on the East coast coming out to run some, you know, the West finale. But uh, for you, I mean, what's the transition been like getting to some of those bigger tracks, especially when we go to Phoenix, uh, you know, on the mile?
3: Yeah. When I, when I first went to Phoenix um, first race of last year, I was out of my comfort zone completely. Um, Practice got rained out. So I'd never been on a mile before. And I was in it was my first race with BMR in someone else's equipment. You know, I'm like, I don't want to wreck this car, first race. So I kind of, um, I kind of just got through it my first time there. And then I had all year to think about it, and uh, I, I actually, I was the top finishing West driver the second time I went there. So, and then we went again this year, and I was strong. I think Jake was the was the top finisher, and I was second but it, there's nothing to prepare you for getting on those miles besides just doing it. Um, it's a different animal. You got to have a lot of trust in the car and, and the air. Um, you know, one and two is super flat. So you got to have a lot of, you got to have, you know, it's a gut check, but yeah. so, um, but I, I feel comfortable, you know, I'm, I'm confident now. And I know the equipment of the guys back East is super, super strong, but, We've been working hard, so it'll be a good car count at Vegas. It'll be a good car count at Phoenix. We need the six car to have some bad races for sure.
2: And now it's going to be my my next question for you, 51 points back. For you, mentally, is it we have everything to gain and really not a whole lot to lose at this point?
3: Yeah, let's just go out and try to win, totally. Yeah. Um, you know, get the bonus points, get the polls, um, do everything we can. But, you know, looking towards next year, I've, I've really been, um, you know, contemplating what I, what I want to shoot for. And I've talked, I've talked with, with Bill about racing trucks. Um, I've talked with him about doing another season of ARCA and I I really haven't, um, made a decision yet. I think it just comes down to, to the business side of things. And I really do want to win an ARCA championship before I move on. You know, I want to be able to conquer this, this, uh, what I'm doing now before I take that next step, but we'll see.
1: Yeah. And that was kind of, kind of lead to my final question for you is obviously, you know, the way if you could finish out this year on a high note, what would next year idealistically look like? Would you want to do ARCA national like Menard series stuff, or do you want to kind of go out for the West championship and go from there? I mean, it seems like you kind of have three or four different avenues. You want to go and obviously you're still a young guy, so you got plenty of time, but kind of what would be idealistically the right path for you?
3: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, I think best case would to be able be able to put a deal and race, race in the trucks, you know, full time. That's, that's what I want to do. I want to continue to progress, but I want it to make sense for, for Bill. I want it to make sense for myself, you know, what's best for the team. Um, and to go out and, and to win, you know, if I win this year, this championship, I'd check that off the box, but, um, I want to be in the record books as the ARCA champion. I really do. So we're just going to have to see how the rest of the year plays out.
2: A couple of more NASCAR West Coast weekends this season. Uh, you mentioned Vegas. You guys will run the bull ring. Unfortunately, the trucks won't be at the big track, but Xfinity and Cup will be there. Then obviously Phoenix Raceway, where all four divisions will be there. Will you stay and kind of hang out in the NASCAR garages and you know kind of get to know some folks during during these couple of events coming up?
3: I will absolutely yeah I love I love hanging out and I I started racing what was then the K&N West 2015 so I was able to make some some friends that have now climbed the ladder and um, you know I could support them and uh, just hang out and like you said get to know some folks and do some networking that'll for sure happen.
1: Finally, for you, what was kind of the turning point this year for you guys? I know Kyle mentioned, you know, the last several races, it's kind of been on an upswing, kind of came to fruition this weekend. But where was the turnaround point for you guys? And, and what's it been like, you know, just in terms of when you're not at the racetrack, I mean, trying to get the cars better, work with the team, obviously, you know, on the business side as a business student, I'm sure you're trying to figure out ways, you know, to to, to figure that stuff out. So kind of what was the ultimate turning point for you guys this season?
3: I know. I know personally. I it was in April, May range. I really just I took my commitment to another level to you know to racing. Um, I've always been committed to it, um, but I really actually stopped my 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 day job. I cut it way back, and I was like, you know, I have this opportunity. I'm young. I need to be, I need to be focusing between these races on the race, you know, manifesting the, 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 wins. And it really makes a difference. You know, when you're out there and it's 10 to go and you're battling with these other kids that are, you know, they want it like you want it. Psychologically, you gotta be like, this is my win. I, I deserve to win this race. You know, I'm going to win this race. You're going to have to pry it out of my dead body to win this race. And, it, it it really has made a difference my I can tell my results my my focus it's it's on another level and when your team sees that they're trying harder in the shop and it's made a difference truly
1: awesome well hey best of luck to you the rest of this season I know a couple of great tracks coming up for you still mathematically eligible for the championship but either way go out get some race wins and hopefully that'll spill over into 2023 whatever you decide to do so good luck thank you fellas. That that is Cole Moore, driver of the number 99, Bill McAnally Racing Toyota, big winner at All-American Speedway for the ARCA West Series, his first career win. Coming up next to go with the Flow calendar as we take a look at what's to come as we settle some championships as we near the midway point through October. That's coming up next on NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Flow Racing. Hiring with Indeed, your search is over. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: Flow Racing is the ultimate digital home track for race fans everywhere. Subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. Flow Racing is something for everyone. It's what we know. Sprint cars are there. NASCAR Weekly Racing Series, Drag Racing, Off-Road, and much, much more. Learn more at FlowRacing.com forward slash GoMRN. That's FlowRacing.com forward slash GoMRN.
1: Welcome back in to NASCAR coast to coast presented by flow racing Cole Moore, the big winner this past weekend, Kyle, what a special win. What a treat to get to talk to Cole. Uh, somebody who, you know, we don't get to talk to a lot of the West coast guys that very often. Uh, but certainly, uh, when they make noise like Cole did, it's good to have him on the show.
2: And I think he's going to continue to make noise. Uh, you, he mentioned about his future plans and, Selfishly, I hope he ends up uh, with us on the National Series next year because I I think he would be really good for the NASCAR uh, Camping World or what will be the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series in, in 2023 uh, with Bill McAnally. So, um, but, you know, like you said, he has got two races left to try to win this championship, and then we'll see what happens. So best of luck to him, but great personality. Uh, really enjoy talking to him, and hopefully uh, we get to do it more down the
1: road. That's right. It'd be interesting to see how far this chameleon thing goes too. like when he makes the national stage. I'm sure he's going to have chameleon shirts. He's I mean, he's going to be all into it. So that's pretty cool. One of the most probably unique brandings I think I've seen uh, in the sport in a while.
2: All right. We need more of that.
1: Yeah, we certainly do. Uh, We're also getting more NASCAR reaching out into the youth racing leagues as the youngsters begin to make their careers this week the nascar uh roots body i guess if you want to call it uh, announced that they're going to join with usac in the 0.25 minutes or midgets or quarter midgets uh that i actually used started up racing at many 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 years ago uh they're going to take a, a a conjoined effort usac's going to sanction it but it'll be under the nascar banner as part of what they're going to call the nascar youth series and it's going to be a nine race division for the quarter midgets uh in conjunction with NASCAR weekends out at Talladega. I believe Charlotte's on the schedule, Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway, and a few others will be a couple dirt races in there as well. Uh just a really cool partnership. NASCAR is going to have their kind of their branding on it uh and and really dip their hand into youth racing because I mean, you got to start somewhere and for most youngsters it's either on the quarter midget level or some of those outlaw carts or go karts Uh, that we see up here in the North Carolina and South Carolina region. So, Kyle, what do you think? NASCAR going quarter midget racing, kind of cool. I mean, I remember USAC barely took over quarter midgets when I left quarter midgets back in 2008. So pretty cool to see kind of this expansion uh, as they kind of, you know, dip their foot in the youth racing level.
2: Yeah, I mean, we talk about the roots of the sports at short tracks across the country. Well, I mean, you you can go deeper, and it's quarter midgets with – five, six, seven, eight-year-olds, and there's thousands of them across the country. Uh, We have a uh, USAC-sanctioned quarter midget or .25 uh, midget class up here in Connecticut, uh, just behind the Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park. It's been USAC-sanctioned for for quite a few years now. And, uh, you know, you get dozens and dozens of kids there every week. And then once every couple of years, the Eastern Grands comes around, um, just racing here in Connecticut a couple of weeks ago. um, And at the same track Joey Logano grew up at and there were like a thousand quarter midgets there. It's amazing. And, and I mean, that's the true roots of the sport. So for NASCAR to, to get involved and to want to get involved, I mean, I think um, it, it kind of long overdue, but good for them going forward. I mean, these events are going to be held at some of the, the the most noted facilities in the country next year. You said there were nine of them. I think Daytona's in there, Indianapolis, Pocono, on down the line. So it's going to be big to see, you know, see how it all unfolds next year for, for the youth of the sport.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, my one of my most fondest memories of racing early on was getting a race in the parking lot in the infield. Basically, what is now the driver owner lot at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, big national event. Some of the drivers came over that were doing a a tire test that weekend. I remember Jamie McMurray, Juan Pablo Montoya, Jeff Gordon, uh, really cool opportunity. And so I think this is just going to broaden that spectrum Uh, Really cool partnership. So kudos to NASCAR, kudos to USAC uh, quarter midgets uh, for that partnership moving forward. Kind of interesting to see how far that grows over the next couple of years. All right, we finish out our show, as always, with our Go With the Flow race weekend calendar. Tons of racing as, once again, we wrap up season championships, track championships, of course, still racing out on the West Coast and things like that. Kyle, the first thing I have circled on my calendar, of course, we talked about it with our race winners uh, earlier on in the show, of course, is the Ark Menard Series season finale where the points championship will be decided at Toledo. That is the Shore Lunch 200 at Toledo on Saturday. 4 o'clock Eastern on Flow. What do you think, Kyle? It's going down to the wire. Uh, is it too early to make a prediction?
2: I mean, that's what we wanted. Uh, Nick Sanchez, five-point lead over Daniel Dye, who's been coming on strong here in recent weeks. Uh, Rajah Karu third, but 30 out. That could be a bit too far out uh, based on, on the field sizes that we have seen and the way that that team has been performing. So two-driver uh, two, two driver race at the front, going to be fun. I'm so, I like what we talked last week. So happy that we're crowning a champion uh, for this division on a short track on the series home short track uh, at Toledo. And we've had a, a three weeks in a row now of short track racing Bristol um, this past weekend in Salem and then next weekend or this coming weekend in Toledo. So great way to wrap up the season. Yeah, I think it's too early to tell, but uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Nevertheless, come Saturday afternoon.
1: Well, and it's hard too when you have a guy like Sammy Smith that's coming in and racking up all the wins. It's basically going to be who can beat who and so far, it's kind of been split where Daniel Dow would beat Nick Sanchez or Nick Sanchez will finish one or two spots. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see what happens out there in Toledo, too. And then you throw a short track in it. You know, those fenders may get used, especially on championship night. So once again, 4 o'clock Eastern Saturday on Flow Racing. We're finally back with the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour after, a, what, a week or two off as their season begins to wind down. And typically, we would be saying Thompson this weekend is the season finale, but it's not. They're going to Martinsville to wrap up the championship in a couple weeks, but this is uh, one of the final races of the year, and it's at Thompson, like I mentioned, Justin Bonsignor, there in the championship after winning two in a row. Uh, what do you think, Kyle? It, it's coming down to this. John McKennedy's lead is down to basically zero at this point.
2: Three points between the top three. Uh, McKennedy has a three-point lead. Uh, Ron Silk, Justin Bonsignor are tied three points back for the second spot, and we're going to attract that Justin Runs really well at. I mean, he was one of the drivers that really wanted to get Thompson back on the schedule last year after uh, Thompson fell off the schedule in 2020 because of everything that was happening. So um, Thompson came back. Justin ran well. In fact, it was just before the pandemic that Justin swept, I believe, four races in a single season at Thompson. So um, he runs well there. I think he's the early favorite. Um, Ryan Priest will be in the field uh, driving Old Blue uh, for the Bowler family, so he'll be a factor. Doug Kobe, all the heavy hitters will be in the mix, along with uh, you know these title contenders. So it's going to be fun. Should be a great field of racing. Part of a huge weekend of racing at Thompson this weekend.
1: Yeah, and speaking of which, that's also on my calendar. It's the 60th Sunoco Racing World Series of speedway racing at thompson motor speedway so not only are you gonna have the national tour in town but you're gonna have a three-day show friday saturday and sunday at thompson uh, as the season finale for the racetrack as well pass is going to be there the act late models are going to be there of course tour type mods and then of course the national tour uh so lots going on kyle i would assume you're going to be making your way up there this weekend what do you think
2: You're assuming correct. Yeah, there's going to be a tour type modified race each night. I think what the modified racing series, uh, which is another tour up here, races on Friday night. Uh, Thompson's open modified class uh, will run on Saturday night. And then the NASCAR wheel and modified toural race on Sunday. Um, so gonna be uh, gonna be a big weekend of racing. You mentioned pass and act, all the Thompson divisions. Uh, I think the the local truck series that competes in New England will be there. So uh full weekend, uh three full days. Hopefully, Mother Nature cooperates. I think it's gonna be dry. We're just hoping the temperatures can get out of like the 40s and the low 50s because it could be it could be some chilly nights at the big T.
1: Yeah, it's kind of getting to that time of year. Uh you guys get significantly colder sooner so uh good luck to everybody bundle up but uh, like you said hopefully mother nature cooperates at least it's dry and everybody has a great weekend uh cars tours in action the pro late models as well as late model stocks again this was a postponed event uh from a couple weeks ago this is at ace speedway out here in north carolina this weekend and reminder that points leader on the late model stock side carson quapel the jrm driver uh, suspended for this race that was after uh, the Tri-City event where the post-checkered flag cool down lap spinning of Zach Miracle resulted in his suspension for this event as well as probation for the remainder of the three uh, the three races uh, William Sowelich also had a little bit of an issue a penalty as well so there were some uh, tempers that flared at Tri-Cities there a couple weeks ago so hopefully things have calmed down a little bit but again this will be a big opportunity for those late model stock drivers without Carson Quapel in the field so Cars tour uh, wide open for sure this weekend with the Pro Late models at a Speedway. Kyle, what else on your calendar this week?
2: I want to make mention quick that the uh, Smart Modifieds that were rained out last week at Motor Mile in Radford, Virginia, Uh, have not seen a makeup date as of yet for those teams. They now prepare for Hickory Motor Speedway, the Hickory Hundred, this coming Saturday, as the Smart Modifieds wrap things up and um, to go off the asphalt and onto the dirt. Super Dirt Week at Oswego Speedway kicks off. Uh, This week as well, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a couple uh, big events all culminating with the Billy Whitaker 200 for the Big Block Modifieds, an event that has been won the last two years by Matt Williamson. So expecting uh, full fields there all week as they have converted once again Oswego from Asphalt to Dirt.
1: Yeah, absolutely. One of the coolest events up there uh, in New York and uh, an event I got to cover as a college student out at Syracuse, although that was back when it was on the Syracuse mile. But for sure, that should be a good time out there. Out of Oswego. Speaking of dirt, don't forget USAC Jason Leffler Memorial, the USAC Midgets, one of the marquee events of the year. That is on flow this weekend on Friday at Wayne County. Of course, 500 sprint tour at Anderson, the 500 sprint tour on pavement at Anderson. That is fun to watch for sure. Uh, Kyle mentioned smart mods at Hickory and Langley's in action as well with some weekly series wrapping up plus much much more so lots going on as we uh, hit the midway point or close to the midway point of october into next week kyle you have a good time at thompson take a lot of pictures for me bundle up though because it's going to be chilly
2: it'll be fun. gonna be fun they're expecting upwards of like 600 race cars so um gonna be Oof. a good time
1: A lot of fun for that. For Kyle, uh, NASCAR's in town here at the home of NASCAR in Charlotte, North Carolina with the Roval. So that'll be fun to see a lot of people out at the racetrack this weekend. I may go venture out that way as well uh, while I cover a big Millbridge race on Wednesday. So some of those micro drivers. By the way, Kyle Busch won another micro race uh, this past weekend. So he's been racking them up too. So. Watch out. Kyle Bush is a dirt racer. Who would have thunk it? All right. Well, for Kyle Ricky, my name is Chris Wilner. Thanks so much for tuning in to NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing. As always, we'll recap the week in action next week as we uh, start to count down to the final few races of 2022. Have a good one.